You're listening to the Seasons Change Podcast. I need to get a mic with a mic stand like you. How much for the R? Get that R. <laughs> oh, yeah! time for a special episode of Seasons Change, where I, Vector, am going to be talking to not Jeff W., but the very man himself, Wonder Rob from Geek So To Speak, because I want to tell everybody the reason why we had to get Wonder Rob, not only has he left us great five-star reviews, but he is what I would consider a Marvel Cinematic Universe expert. And Jeff, Jeff W. is just a casual. Now, we've already heard from the casual. So we got to get the expert on the show. So Wonder Rob from Geek, so to speak. How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. do you hear that? It's the seasons changing back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeff's here. <laughs> hey, Jeff. I thought you weren't going to be here. <laughs> Well, I am very happy to have Wonder Rob on what is hopefully the first of many appearances on Seasons Change. And I'd like to thank you for joining us, buddy. And thank you for having me have a recurring segment on Geek, so to speak, Vector Loves Comics. Thank you. Yes, it's a symbiotic relationship. The tit for tat, if you Ooh. will. A, quid, a little quid pro quo. I got more than one symbiote because Jeff W. is my original symbiote, which was heard on the opening of Geek, so to speak. Oh, I sat through that whole thing. I'm well aware. <laughs> okay. So the reason I wanted to get Rob on was not only is he a great guy, not only uh, is he an expert in Marvel comics and Marvel cinematic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, like I said, he is the epitome of the Marvel genius. So we want to get him on and talk about Eternals, because he just saw it. He just saw the Eternals. Yes, I did. Went to that Thursday night showing like a true fan. Yeah. Hey, I know you haven't heard the episode yet, but Jeff actually gave his plot summary of the Eternals. So I want to I want to hear your (sighs) I want to hear your plot versus Jeff's because Jeff was one long continuous sentence that went on. For 30 minutes and that was his plot summary so i want to hear so, yours here here's the long and short at the eternals uh, obviously spoilers everybody i don't know how how you yes. guys do spoilers on this yes. podcast 100 spoilers but some hayek dies so spoilers <laughs> everybody and she's all up in the trailers like she's gonna be the main eternal I didn't realize how short Selma Hayek was until I saw her standing around everybody else. She's got to be like five foot zero. That's what I thought about Kit Harrington. I was like, I didn't know this guy was like four feet tall. What the heck? We babies. They're just wee babies. That's okay. So here's the plot of the Eternals. So millions and billions and zillions of years ago, there are beings out in the universe called Celestials. And Celestials are the originators of all life. They'll make universes in the palm of their hand and they'll let them go out into the wild. And then they say, there's gotta be more celestials. So I'm going to plant the seeds of celestials in random planets around the world. But that's not enough, Vactor. 
the seeds just can't be there. In order for the seeds to grow, there has to be intelligent life on the planet. So to help intelligent life, the Celestials created what's called the deviants to, to hunt prey to intelligent life so that the intelligent life can bloom and blossom on the planet, feeding the celestial baby within the planet. Well, somebody screwed up because now the deviants are preying on the intelligent life. And so the celestials say, God dang it, I guess we got to make more robots. And so they created the Eternals to take care of the deviants. And that's their sole purpose. They can't deal with human life whatsoever. They are here to take care of the deviants, despite, you know, Thanos snapping the the whole, not just human life, all life out of existence. They're like, well, can't do anything. (laughs) Nope, it's not human conflict. Can't deal with it. I wonder... uh, I just thought about something. When he did that, did he wipe out half the Celestials in the galaxy? I think so. All life. It was all life. He said all life. Not all life asterisk. Except for the Celestials. Anyway. The Eternals are sent to Earth. I almost called you Shaw. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like home sweet home. (laughs) The Eternals were sent to Earth Vector to take care of the uh, Deviants and to help propel humans into uh, the evolutionary beings that they were meant to be to help help spawn the Celestials. And thousands of years have gone by. They can't do anything because they've destroyed all the Deviants. But what's that? What's this? The year 2025 or whenever this movie takes place? <laughs> the Deviants are back. And now the, the Eternals have to dust off their cool, shiny suits. They all have to have a family reunion and they have to take <laughs> care of the Deviants. But that's just the start. Oh. A lot a lot of more uh, bullshit <laughs> happens after that. But that's generally the idea. Oh, yeah. that. How was, did I do compared to Jeff? That was compared to Jeff. Jeff was like one of those cavemen at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> you were an eternal coming down to give him all of your technology and life. That's Jeff. He's just, I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> just that now. was excellent. And I saw it again for a second time today. And lucky brag. The first time, <laughs> the first time I saw it just in regular plain casual vision just regular movie this time i saw it in imax and so now i can talk about the imax versus when i talked with jeff it was just in the regular uh theater i gotta tell you are you actually i don't know if i've ever gotten your thoughts on what is your thoughts on imax in general well here's the thing about imax i'm i'm mostly indifferent to imax I almost, almost, almost went and saw it in IMAX on Thursday night because uh, I moved to a new city. Oh, yeah. So there are new movie theaters within, like, within two miles of me. There's about three different movie theaters, including an IMAX. Oh. So I I was looking at the times, but I, I, I decided against doing IMAX, and here's why. This is Pandera Amex. Pandera. Pandera. I, I don't know why I just said that. Like I had a I had a stroke when I was just saying that sentence. Pandera era. Wonder Rob. I don't like sitting next to people. Oh, yeah. 
So at the, the theater that was close by to me in the city that I used to live in, what I would do is the way it was set up was they had seats next to the projector on the back wall. Hmm. Like the, the wall would sort of jet out a little bit where the projector was and there'd be right. a, like a row of seats to the left of it and a row of seats to the right of it. And then all the regular seats going down. So I would sit in the back row. I would sit next to the projector wall and I would buy the ticket next to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember. So I would have nobody to my right or left and then I could just enjoy the movie. Right. Of course that I'm in a new city it doesn't work that way. So I was looking at IMAX and I was like, okay, there's plenty of seats left. And what I wanted to do was buy one seat and buy a seat to my right and a seat to my left. I was going to go ahead and buy three tickets. So nobody would sit next to me. And Ooh. I was looking at those IMAX prices with coming like $60 <laughs> yeah. to, to do that. I could get away with it at my other theater for like 20 bucks, yeah. which was worth it to me. I was right. like, man, I don't know if I want to pay $60 to watch <laughs> the internals. So I went and saw it in an AMC and the, the, the way the AMC sets it up is on the Fandango app, they, the seats are two by two. So I bought two seats for considerably cheaper. And I was like, great, it's going to be two seats. It'll probably be an aisle space, two seats, aisle space, two seats, aisle space. No, that's not how it was. It was all just rows, but they just sell them in twos. And oh. so I, I bought the one seat huh. next to me empty, the, all the seats to my left row of teenage girls which i'll get <laughs> we'll talk about um but anyway i know i i went way off the rails there but no i did not see it in imax okay. <laughs> um, i'm not against seeing it in imax but i was this close i gotta I say i and i text you after i got out i think the imax I'll, along with dolby um atmos i think is it's a worthy addition to the the actual experience of it because when I saw it in just the regular theater, it felt like I was watching it at home. Like it didn't feel like anything different to me when I saw watching it in IMAX, the picture, you know, not, not only was it just sharper in general, but the, the whole, um, the whole image just kind of in encapsulates you or in, engulfs you or whatever. Um, that, experience is what i want from a movie and and this was you know number one it was filmed with imax cameras that's mm -hmm. for me the first thing i always got to watch it because i don't like it when it's just all right we're just stretching it out and we're just making it a little bit bigger yeah. this one it's filmed with imax cameras so i had a great time at the imax and i think it's well worth it um probably would have sacrificed seeing it the original time and put the money into just seeing it in imax I would that would be my recommendation for people if they're listening and you you're on the fence see it in IMAX that's the vector recommendation <laughs> good to know one of these so, days I'll get back to IMAX yeah hopefully we can get um to the point where it is more comfortable in the theater because I have that feeling too and when we saw Dune Jeff and I the theater was packed that was the first movie since the since COVID that the theater has been packed. Actually, Tenet was a little bit um, heavy as well. But most of the time, like the screening we went to today, there was barely anybody in there. Although there was corrections department, Darth Vibbert from oh, Geek, from so, to Geek so to Speak. Yes. He was there with his family, but there was like, I want to say 10 other people in the theater total in that IMAX theater, which you and I saw Avatar in that theater. Yes, I remember. Like, what was that 15 years ago, whatever it was? There's still 
packing them in in this IMAX theater. But um, I I have kind of an aversion too to people on our left and our right. And in in that screening that we saw uh, Dune in, the only people in the theater that had masks on were me, Jeff, and my wife next to me. Everyone else did not have a mask on. I was like, oh, is COVID over? It says there's nothing. <laughs> I guess we fixed it, guys. It's all done. So that kind of like threw me off a little bit. But anyways, that's a, that's a side tangent. What did you think about the movie, Rob? Oh, the Eternals. Yes. So I was uh, I was just finished a discussion about this actually last night on Geek So to Speak yeah, podcast. I, I want to. I can't wait to listen to that. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, which will come out today sometime as a nice. recording. Anyway, I mostly enjoyed it. It was what it was. Most Marvel movies. Almost all Marvel movies, I walk out of like, yes, each one is better than the last. <laughs> I love it. it Kevin Feige can do no wrong. <laughs> please, if I see Kevin Feige on the street, I'm just be like, can I please kiss your rings? I just want to kiss them. <laughs> so I, that's how I walked in to The Eternals, uh, despite all the negative reception that it's getting. But I didn't really have I didn't have like a clear picture of what it's about. Usually with the MCU movies, I'll just like watch the trailer once and I'll try to avoid anything else. Uh, mostly for my obligations to talk about it on Geek, yeah. so to speak. And then once that's done, then I just sort of like leave it alone, right? But so after the movie was over, I, I didn't have that same feeling where I was like, "That was amazing." It was it was a weird feeling of like I think I enjoyed it. I think I, I, yeah, I think I did. I think I did enjoy it. <laughs> Where, while I do have some nitpicks with the movie, overall, I, I, I've come to the conclusion that I did like it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not my favorite MCU movie. It's not the worst, but I, I still think, what are we like, thirty movies in the MCU now? It's definitely in the top half, yeah, for me. Uh, but I did, I did enjoy it. So don't get me wrong. It's like Back to the Future three. You know, I still enjoy Back to the Future three. But if Back to the Future two's on, I'm going to watch Back to the Future two. Right. That's the same. That's how I feel about Eternals. I think. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, although it's funny, I'm saying this as I just watched it again. It's going to be a difficult rewatch, I think, for most people because of the running time is two hours and thirty seven minutes. Because there's kind of a a long exposition period in it where they're just kind of telling you the backstory. It's, it's a lot of heavy lifting because we didn't know these characters before this movie. And I read um, a comic leading up to the movie and there's a lot of um, elements that were taken from that Neil Gaiman, um, John Romita Jr. book from 2008. Mm -hmm. There's actually a new comic that's coming out right now in 2021 um, that I really want to get into. I just read the first issue of that one, but it's it's interesting. In the comics, they're not robots. They're just aliens that were created by the Celestials. The Deviants also were created by the Celestials, but it wasn't to be predators. It was, all right, these are just, we're going to do experiments and see how the, the gene pool develops. We got humans, we've got Eternals, and we've got Deviants. And we're going to, we'll check back on in a, in a millennium. We'll come back and see how they're doing, but we'll just throw them out there for now. The movie, the way that they did it in the movie, I thought was interesting having them being artificial intelligence, having them be 
robots and then the deviants were their mistake they that evolved and then they had to create the eternals to to correct their mistake so i thought that was kind of interesting but to me the thing that i really liked about it and i think jeff was along he he was right around where you're at where he said it was kind of like mid-level marvel i would put mine my enjoyment of it a little bit higher than both of yours and the thing that i really liked about it was that it expanded the marvel the scope of the whole marvel universe where mm-hmm. we had guardians of the galaxy we had thanos and we had cosmic stuff captain marvel but this even feels bigger than those and the celestials i don't think we can get bigger than the celestials it's like all right these guys created the universe like i don't think we can go any further than that but it just expanding the the marvel universe is what i really enjoyed and that's what i enjoyed about loki and and kind of having the multiverse of hey there's something bigger out there which we've known from the comics you know for years but having it in the mcu and having it in live action that's what i really enjoyed about it as well as all of the different characters and different um, actors that that kind of took a shot at each one of these Mm -hmm. um i thought it was also interesting that they've changed they've gender swapped almost all of the characters oh yeah Every character in the comic is a white man, except for Angelina Jolie's character. So, and and they're all straight white males. So oh, these cisgendered white males. <laughs> there's a lot that you know. Now, now that I think about it, it does make sense why Jeff wasn't too hot on this movie. You know, now that I think about it. Anyway, um, take that, I, Jeff. I, He's not here. <laughs> I liked how they changed a lot of those things. How there was. And that was even from the first casting. It was like, oh, look at all these Kumails in here. You know, um, mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry, like all these people were in there. And I actually didn't know the actress who played Makari, the speedster, yeah. was deaf. I did not know that going into it. And then in the movie when it happened, I was kind of thrown off for a second. I thought they were just communicating in an alien way. And then I realized, oh, wait, she's deaf. So I thought that was a nice, like inclusion into it there was something that wasn't the the exact same as the comics adding another layer or level to it sure so i thought that was all interesting um but what did you think about the because a lot of people didn't like the the dialogue the talking did you feel like there was enough action in the movie did you feel like there was enough to keep you uh were you engaged the whole time or, or were you like my dad did you fall asleep I don't fall asleep in movies. I've only ever, I've only ever fallen asleep in that uh, the last Airbender movie <laughs> a million years ago. And we saw that together. That's true. Took a nice nap. <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> I remember that day. So the the pacing of the movie is just is one of my gripes with it. Now, for the first maybe I don't know maybe like thirty minutes or so there's not a lot happening it's a lot of exposition yeah. it's a lot of okay right. here are the eternals here's them uh 5000 years ago when they first came to earth and then here's them progressing through uh the humans evolution um you know before before the, even the concept of like written history and stuff like that which 
was all fine and good. There was nothing wrong with it, but they weren't really getting to what what's this movie about, mm. right? And maybe maybe I would have enjoyed that more if I had actually done a little bit of like, okay, let's watch more trailers. Let's read about. Let's read the other reviews of the movie. You know, yeah. But once the the story starts kicking in, where you have the deviants and you say, okay, they're, they're, they made mistakes with these, which is, was really interesting to me. I was like, oh, so these celestials, these all powerful beings, they just like, oops, put a little too much sugar in that yeah. one. Right. Okay. I guess we gotta make more cookies. Yeah. yeah. Um, neither here nor there, right. but once the, the actual meat of the story came in and I was like, oh, okay. I can see where the, where the story is going. Like, I was like, okay, I get what they were doing. I see what they were setting up in those first 30 minutes. And yeah. so I sort of retroactively went back and went, okay, I'm not like as upset with this anymore. Um, so I can't really necessarily say if it's like, they really should have just like cut some of the fat out of this movie. But once I, again, once I had a, a general grip on it, it was fine. It's, it's definitely long and it's definitely a lot wordier mm. than most MCU movies, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you think about Loki, all it was was just two dudes sitting in a room talking right. to each other for eight episodes or six yeah. episodes. WandaVision was the same way. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the same way. Yeah. And it, as long as the story's good, that doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't have to be more punchy, punchy, less talky, talky to me. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm, I'm the same way. And I actually, my wife saw it with me yesterday. I saw it with Jeff. Um, or my, I saw it with Jeff yesterday. I saw it with my wife just now. And she kind of came away with it, the same take that I had where when they were explaining it, when they were going through the exposition, we were like that Kylo Ren meme, more, more. That G- more. <laughs> That's what we were <laughs> like, tell us the story. Let us know what's going on. Because I just found it all interesting and fascinating that these guys have been there the whole time. We just didn't know they were in the background the celestials, you know, the God beings, and then also kind of each one of the Eternals is almost like a different myth that's been throughout and inspired humans to. Yeah. Like uh, Greek gods and yeah. stuff. Um, let's see. So I thought Icarus, uh, Athena. Yeah. yeah. Gilgamesh. Yeah, you're right. So I thought all of those things, like the themes and the, um, the settings of it made it interesting. So I was just like, yeah, give me more and more. Um, I did think it was, I wonder if it would have worked better as a Disney plus show because they had so much to set up and then so much to pay off by the end of it. That's, you know, that's why I think it's two hours and 37 minutes. So giving it a little bit more breathing room and having maybe each episode be a character and then they all come together at the end or something like Like that. Like lost or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder, because you know what I was I didn't even notice this the first time. My wife pointed out to me the second viewing that Kumail's not even in the last battle. No, he he pieces out. He just <laughs> like I'm I'm leaving. I was like, what was the point of that? Like, there had to be a reason why the writers were like, yeah, um, sideline that character because there's no like story to me. His his reason was okay. I don't want to hurt my family, but I agree with Icarus. I I agree that he's doing the right thing, but I don't want to go against you guys. But then, like, he still could have 
protected. Like he could have been in the battle. Like there was no reason why he shouldn't have been there. I thought they were going to show him at the end where the the Unimind was like yeah, plucking everybody yeah, up. Yeah. I was like, he's he's going to be like down the street at the McDonald's yeah, like yeah. drive through. Like I'll take I'll take a Big Mac <laughs> ooh, and yeah. it gets sucked up in the ceiling or something. Yeah. But they didn't even show it. That was weird. So I don't know why they did that. But I'm wondering. Because my wife was asking me, hey, why did they do that? And I was, I was trying to think of reasons. And the only thing I could think of is like, they're like, well, we have to have so many minutes per person in each fight. And so at the very end, we need to focus like there's just too many people in here. We got to cut it down. We got And I was thinking about the previous battles before that. They were adding a new eternal like on each battle. So there wasn't ever a fight where they were all in it except for like the flashbacks when it was like 30 seconds and they would mm-hmm. have everybody in there so I, I guess that's the reason but i didn't write the movie so i couldn't tell you <laughs> what do you think about the reactions to the movie because like you mentioned before that there's been some negative press going into it right now it has a 48 percent on rotten tomatoes oh it's even lower yesterday it was 50 yeah now the audience score is 84 percent so it seems like the audiences are at least enjoying it, but the critics are much more split on this this well, whole thing. The thing about Rotten Tomatoes, I was telling Shaf this yesterday, was is if I if you were to write a review, like you were going to publish a review on Rotten Tomatoes, or I was going to publish a review on Rotten Tomatoes, and you said like it's not the, it's not the worst MCU movie, but it's all right. That's a pause. That's a that's a tick on the positive. Right. Or if I was like, yeah, it's not like it's definitely not the worst MCU movie, but like it's not it's not better than uh, Endgame. That's a tick on the negative. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a very yes or no. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, aggregate. Yeah. So, I mean, you sort of have to t- keep that in mind when you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes. But I mean, all all the negative things all i can really think about was was an experience i had after the movie so like i said i had the this row of teenage girls oh, next yeah. to me yeah. um and i'll t- i'll tell you about what happened with them when we get to it because <laughs> i have a feeling you know uh-huh. but that aside while the credits were rolling these girls were just having their conversation next to me and there there's about five of them and they're like that movie that was a bad movie we didn't like it that was boring (laughs) cgi was bad like they were just like tick 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 i hate it i hate it i hate it and so i was thinking when i was talking about this yesterday to shop i was like well to the casual viewer maybe you're just expecting like fight 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 not story 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 and so i mean that's the best i can think of when people are uh giving it negative reviews is that it's just not as punchy punchy as it could be. And then of course you hear about these things online where people are review bombing the movie purposefully, uh, you know, due to uh, inclusions of LGBTQ uh, people, deaf people, and just, just giving it a negative review just because. Right. And so it's, I don't know, it's polarizing, I guess. Um, But I don't really agree with the, the 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 reception that the movie's getting right now it's it's certainly not i don't see it the same way yeah i just kind of i wish we could have all gone in with a blank slate because it even 
it tainted my experience with it because I almost feel like maybe subconsciously I like it more because it had this negative connotation or reaction coming into it, going into it, and me saying, well, it's not as bad as as everybody said. So, yeah, I like this more than, than you. So I love this movie. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you lower your expectations so yeah. much and you think it's going to be bad and it's not nearly as bad. And you're like, yeah. well, it wasn't that bad. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did like it, I think, even more on my second viewing. Also, knowing the twist of Icarus and um, you can see there's stuff that they set up in the beginning that, you know, you don't get on the first viewing. So I actually enjoyed my second viewing, not only because it was IMAX, but because I knew what was going to happen. Um, so that was another part of my experience. Um, so I think overall, we both enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. And I'm, I want to see those two end credit scenes got me excited, both of them, for what's coming next. So I want to hear your experience in the theater because that mid credit scene i'm pretty sure you had the same experience that i did where as soon as harry styles face came on the screen there was screaming in your theater was that the same did you have the same experience i'll just say i can't i still can't hear out of my left ear <laughs> that, that is the exact same thing and i i think like you went in completely blind yeah as I, as... I didn't know what was going to happen i mean you hear these like little rumblings like oh the mid credit scene is it's big change for the mcu but they say that with every movie right yeah and so i you you get accustomed to what these these scenes are going to be there's going to be one goofy one like at the end of uh thor the dark thor where <laughs> that big dumb animal is just like chasing birds <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one real one where something is where it's pointing the, the arrows in the direction of the MCU. Right. Right. And so I, I was ready for that. Um, yeah. When Harry Styles came on this, man, these, you should have seen these girls. They, they were all, uh, is this, is this an E for, is does this, does this uh, podcast have an E to tag on it on Apple podcasts? I, have put one there for Jeff specifically. So yeah. <laughs> okay. All these girls were flicking their beans <laughs> in the seat next to me. <laughs> oh man. And I was just like, what, 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 what? And I even missed some of the dialogue, his yeah. opening dialogue. Yeah. Uh, because they were everybody was making such a racket. Yeah. Um for uh for that character, I'm not I'm I'm only the 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 min the minimalist amount familiar with the Eternals compared to everybody else who's been in the MCU. So I I didn't really know who Pip the Troll was or Eros. Um, of course, well, they explain it and all that stuff. Yeah. The thing about those two is I it was funny because I'm not huge on those two characters, but then in the back of my mind, I knew their names and Eros's hair in the outline i was like i know who that is but i i just couldn't name them and then i thought about it both of them are in the infinity gauntlet and that's where i know them from because i read that when i was a kid i read infinity gauntlet over and over and over again that was one of my favorite books and they have a huge part in that one along with adam warlock so it's like it seems like they're bringing all those little characters or there's those um 
those characters from that Infinity Gauntlet into the MCU now because we're mm-hmm. gonna get Adam Warlock in uh, next Guardians. But I'm kind of the same where I'm not, and and I also don't associate those two characters with the Eternals either. Even though they're like, oh, I'm you know I'm Thanos's brother and Thanos is an Eternal. I'm an Eternal. We're all Eternals now. In my mind, I th- I'm thinking of this core group as okay. These are the Eternals, but there's like millions of Eternals out in the, in the universe, whatever. So when when I saw it, I had the exact same theater reaction as you. Although I only had one girl next to me, but my ear was hurting when she was screaming. <laughs> I thought there was an emergency in the theater. I thought something was happening, and I missed the dialogue. So when I saw it the second time, I actually got a chance to. There wasn't any teenagers in the audience, so I actually heard what they were saying the second time. Uh, but that is interesting that they're going to bring him in. Now, do you know, you might find, you know, you might want to go as Eros for next Halloween. Do you know his powers? Have you looked him up since? So we ta- we we did a little Googling. We did a little boop, oh, okay. boop, 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 uh, internet searching when we were talking about it on uh, yesterday's podcast of Geek, so to speak. Um, so he's a charmer. Yeah, he's a charmer, and he anybody within twenty five feet of him, he's just like, hey, you want to, <laughs> you want to, you want to feel good in your little downstairs little parts? Let me just uh, let me just say, go, yeah. <laughs> and, and he can do it. He's a charmer. Yeah. So that character is is going to be interesting um, in the MCU, and I want to see where they take him, as well as Pip the Troll. Which the funny thing about when I saw it with Jeff, um, anytime I'm watching stuff with Jeff. I'm always pointing out voice actors to him because he's like, I don't care who is the voice actor on any of this stuff. So when I heard Patton Oswalt's voice, first of all, I was like, that's Patton Oswalt. He's like, oh, yeah, it is. Um, is that MODOK? Is it MODOK? And I had to, <laughs> I had to tell Jeff, no, that's not Have you MODOK. seen what MODOK looks like? <laughs> um, so I. Jim Carrey's going to be MODOK. Have you seen those rumors? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, t- I mean, it's just a rumor, but. Yeah, it'd be interesting if that came true. Yeah, because they were like, "Oh yeah, this is the the leaks of we we saw these classified documents." Um, but yeah, so I I automatically knew it was Patton Oswalt, and then later I I realized it was Pip the Troll, and then the second scene, mm-hmm. another voice actor was her, or actor was heard and not seen. Yeah, and I told Jeff immediately. I said, "That's Mahershala Ali. I know that's Mahershala Ali." So I turned to Jeff and I said, that's Blade. It's mother effing Blade. And then Jeff's eyes just <laughs> went out of his head. And so he got excited because he loves Marshall Ali and he likes Blade. So those two, he's that's probably his most anticipated movie coming up. I didn't realize it was Blade till after the fact. What happened was, so the, the voice, Kit Harrington, you know, he's picking up, um, the sword and a voice off screen i'm paraphrasing but it's like are you sure you want to do that are you sure <laughs> and i didn't recognize the voice because i'm not super f- familiar with him as an actor outside of what i saw him in in uh, luke cage yeah. which he was really good in that. yes but um the girl again the girls all next to me one of them was like is it the watcher <laughs> and i'm surprised I they knew that I, was, I, I let that sink in and I was like, I was like, well, it did kind of sound like The Watcher. And it, I know that they're bringing in what if or elements from what if and into the mainstream MCU. So I was like, maybe it is. But then I didn't really give it any more thought than that. 
But then I was uh, just reading some reviews. I went back and read the reviews after I saw the movie. And I saw that the director was like, yeah, it's Blade. <laughs> just so you know, it's Blade. Yeah. And my mind was blown. I was like, what? It was yeah. Blade? <laughs> yeah, I saw that also afterwards. And I was like, it's funny that she confirmed it so fast. It was like the day it came out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's confirmed. <laughs> um, but the bigger question to me, because like I said, I knew it was his voice right away. But the, the question to me was, why is he talking to Kit Harrington's character, who is the who is going to be the Black Knight? Mm-hmm. Because you associate certain characters with certain other characters. Like you think about the Fantastic Four being together, and you think about Doctor Doom being associated with the Fantastic Four. With Blade, I don't think about him as being teaming up with the Black Knight. So I'm like, why is he talking to him? Why is he trying to prevent him? from touching that ebony blade and there was all kind of whispers so me and jeff were like is that venom like what is going on like this this whispering in the background from the blade um but oh maybe that's it maybe that's the connection ebony blade and blade that's the connection (laughs) but i want to know what that whole like them getting together is going to be because we haven't heard any black knight movie announced have we do you know no, nothing? I don't know what's going on with that character. Uh, but see, that's what I like. Like, I when I think the MCU, like within phase three, you saw it just a little bit where they're just starting to say, Hey, this person from this movie, you're going to be in this movie, and this person from this movie, you're going to be in this movie. And now we're getting a little more with the MCU TV shows. That's what I like, man. Yeah. Like, just start mixing and matching yeah. them. Who cares? Let Kevin Feige figure out what the story is going to be. But I was, if, when I read it, it was Blade. And I was like, oh, with the Black Knight? Oh, because I was like, I don't know how these two characters are related to each other, but uh, I'm ready. Like, my body is ready. (laughs) And then, supposedly, Blade is also going to be showing up in Moon Knight as well. So I'm like, oh, yes, give me Moon Knight and Blade. Yeah. Now, that's the whole thing. Those two characters I associate together more. They can work, you know. But that's, that's what I want. I want more mixing and matching. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. And I like it because... You can have the comic fan enjoy it, and then you could also have the non-comic fan enjoy it as well, because it can just be a good story. It could just be good characters, and that's what I love about the MCU in general, Um, taking these stories that you and I have loved growing up from the comics, putting them on the big screen and, and showing them to a larger audience than just necessarily comic fans. In general, so I, I like that. I like spreading the the story and the characters out to to a larger audience. So I am very interested to see how the Black Knight plays in because I don't. When I think about the Black Knight, I don't think about somebody who can take on a celestial because you know it's it's taken barely every Eternal that we saw in this movie just to take out this baby. Celestial, <laughs> and he, he didn't even, even do nothing. He's just like stretching. <laughs> he like, was stretching, <laughs> getting out of the earth, and they barely got him. So, uh, what a what is the Black Knight going to do? I got a sword. I'm going to take on God with my sword. Although <laughs> there, <laughs> there is, and I don't want to spoil too much for you, but the Venom King in Black storyline, there is a. Uh, a weapon that does take on celestials. I'm just going to leave it at that. 
So there is kind of something in the comics that's similar to that, mm-hmm. but I can't see the Black Knight doing that, like taking on a celestial. Because the whole thing about him is he's like, all right, I can get stronger if I touch this sword. And but at the same time, it's kind of like the ring in, in Lord of the Rings. It's like it makes you go crazy and 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 hurts you. And that's why he was like hesitant about it. He's like, I got to try. So I want to see what happens in that. So both of these, they did their job. Both of these credit scenes got me excited. Both it made me happy in pants. Yeah. And I mean, Black Knight might not, not even have anything to do with the Celestials. Um, think think about like when they um introduced Black Panther in Civil War. And then Black Panther went went on in his own movie and had nothing to do with the Avengers. You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean it could be the same thing. They're just they're just like, hey, people are gonna see the Eternals, let's talk about Black Knight, and then Black Knight's gonna be off with Blade doing his own thing and he's not even gonna touch that stuff anymore. Yeah. Maybe. Well, the only thing that makes me think he will is because he's trying to go after Cersei and he's trying to get a little <laughs> <laughs> I I think they're if they don't tell it in some other, you know, Disney Plus or in, in another movie, if she's still kidnapped, if she's still gone, then he's going to want to go after her. But how is Blade going to help him get there? How is Blade going to um, further that storyline? So, yeah, all those questions, once they finally get answered in 10 years, that'll it'll be, be like Hitch, like Blade oh, is Hitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what to the, do. The Black Knight is kevin james and <laughs> blade is hitch all right i yeah. want to see it Ron. i want to see you said first thing you gotta do is you gotta ask to be invited in <laughs> that's number one <laughs> if what she says yes then you suck her blood oh yeah oh by the way rob i did let all of our seasons change listeners know we were called geek so to speak light what on, who said that on this was said by the MCU master Wonder Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, I yes- said that. <laughs> Did I say that? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I just say things. On yesterday's episode of Seasons Change that I that I put out right before this one, and I, I guess I'm just going to title it uh, "Eternals with Jeff W." and "Eternals with Wonder Up." So okay. the Jeff W. episode, I said, "Seasons Change is wait a minute." Geek, so to speak, is seasons change heavy. How about that? Because we're geek, so to speak, light. So your seasons change heavy. So I'm gonna put that out there. We're, so, um, we're like sister shows, is what yes. we are. We're we're like uh, you're like the left shoe, and we're the right shoe. Yeah. So I know if you're a listener of Seasons Change, you've heard me mention it before, but definitely check out Wonder Robin Shaw on Geek, so to speak, because that podcast is the number one podcast that I put on. Whenever there's a new episode, I immediately move it to the top of my list. And that's there's yes. very few podcasts that I do that for. I, I want to say I could probably count on two fingers how many podcasts I do that for. So ge- geek, so, <laughs> to like, speak. geek so to speak and seasons change. <laughs> <laughs> so both of those shows are I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen to both shows. Geek so to speak and seasons change and you will be happy. Um, I want to let Wonder Rob plug all of the places where you can check out geek so to speak oh okay well of course i mean we're pretty much everywhere uh, you can find geek so to speak uh podcast available anywhere you get your podcasts uh out on 
usually on Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, depending on how busy Shaf is, because <laughs> he does all the editing. But you can find uh, our podcast out every weekend. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Geek So to Speak Podcast, where we have the podcast and a lot of uh, exclusive YouTube content, including content by Vactor of Seasons Change. And so we're playing games together. And we're playing games together. That's right. Me yeah. and Vector and Jeff W. Oh, yeah. Are all walking through uh, Back for Blood right now. And I'm and I'm pwning these noobs. I'm telling Ooh. them how to play video games. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Geek, so to speak, PC. And on Facebook, Geek, so to speak, podcast. And if you want to follow me, it's Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. So excellent. I want everyone out there to follow Wonder Rob and listen to Geek, so to speak. Rob, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Oh, and Shaf. And my co-host Shaf. He's going to listen to this and be like, you didn't mention me. I forgot. Shaf B.O. Shaf voiceover. Shaf 2. Actually, Shaf provides our bumper that comes in um, as soon as you're listening. You're listening to Seasons Change. That's Shaf. So definitely (laughs) thank you to Shaf. You're a good man, Shaf, and hopefully one day you'll be on Seasons Change. So excellent, Rob. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome back anytime, and Jeff W. has a bone to pick for you, with you. So what? Next time, next time what? Rob. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? I'll, wait. I'll leave it at that. Oh, this ought to be good. Hey, do you hear that? It's the Seasons Changing. Yeah. And Shoff's here too.